Alexis is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never right. been anybody as right. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. It was just banter. Stay off the weed. And England win on penalties. History in itself. You know, I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old wins. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Balls are fun. I understand. Come on, take it quickly, Reggie! Yes, good match. No money's in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get the money. Hello and welcome to episode 206 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron. Joined as always by Tom Kennett, Alex Jones and Jack Harper. And we have Connor Palmer joining us today. Not driving this time as much as uh, <laughs> Sean was asking if you could actually do this podcast in your car to make it a bit more authentic. But I'll just put, yeah, keep, keep the own joke going. That's, uh, that's good idea. <laughs> I'll start it up now. Get the heat going. Just behalf of us shouting, turn your radio down. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got plenty to get into. We've got a bit on Arsenal, uh, just a little bit. After the weekend's results, we've got a bit on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. We've got no United fans, so we'll see how that goes and maybe give uh, Connor an outlet after, by well, probably rightfully feeling a bit aggrieved after the weekend. Mayweather yeah. facing off against Logan Paul, Alex's boy. And then finally, we'll get some Christmas coverage in. What'd you say? I said I was a Pacquiao fan, not Mayweather. Yeah, that's why I said Logan, you're a Logan Paul fan. Who? Alex, we do this every Come time. On. You bought the Logan Paul KSI pay-per-view, the first one. No. <laughs> Alex, we do this every weekend, you admit it. <laughs> anyway, news of the week. Get things started the right way. Barack Obama says he wouldn't mind Drake portraying him in a biopic film. I'm for sure he would. Get a nice musical. This is like me saying, I wouldn't mind George Clooney playing me in, a, <laughs> in my biopic. Or Taylor, Taylor Lautner can play the young me. Um, <laughs> Chicago man charged with murder after a deadly fight over Thanksgiving leftovers. They go mad for turkey over there, don't they? Which I'd never really understood even with Christmas, but if anyone's tried that... Uh, Turkey and trimming sandwich from Tesco. Game changer. Get that in your meal, deal. It's unreal. Yeah, well, you far, murder far someone most for it. Farmhouse Deli in Gloucester do one as well, but they do it oh. Fantastic. Sausage, cranberry stuff, everything in there. Oh, if oh. it was the last one, TK, I might murder someone for it. <laughs> I always find with turkey, though, it's like a less tasty, drier chicken. Right, well, this is this is not started off one of my topics for, for later on very well. Yeah. Well, this is this is so. <laughs> If, if anyone was thinking maybe to turn off something to keep them interested for later I am going to end the podcast asking Connor his thoughts on Turkey so if that doesn't make you stick around I don't know what will <laughs> um, 
41 people test positive for COVID after a swingers convention in New Orleans. That'd do it. <laughs> um, a policeman was arrested for allegedly accepting onions as a bribe. <laughs> um, Margaret Thatcher statue more than a thousand vowed to attend egg throwing contest unveiling amid backlash like who's thought that right, we're going to commission a Margaret Thatcher statue and you thought that would genuinely go well yeah of all the politicians to to, to make a, a an homage to she's yeah. not going to be top of the list is she and like, remember them <laughs> pictures when there was the riots of the 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 blokes that were going out to defend statues. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to be Alex with the Thatcher statue. Football lads versus I, statues. I, I think I think uh, I, I think she deserves a, a good amount of respect. Didn't agree with everything she did, but I Crikey think as a person, me. she deserves a lot of respect. Right, we're really going to have to ham up Connor's I, not, not, opinions now. I, I know, uh, I, I know, I know your opinions on uh, a, a woman. Uh, like a woman leader isn't great in here, so I can see why the hate, where the hatred well, comes mean, from. If we're going to talk in Thatcher, though, I think most will probably be in agreement. Um, <laughs> woman reunited with son after finally remembering his name 15 years later. Um, pub offers pint called substantial meal to get around tier two restrictions. <laughs> nice, I did see that. Oh, <laughs> um, East Bay cops respond to burglary call, discover Raccoon Fight Club instead. (laughs) (laughs) Who's organising that? Well, this this is the thing. So I actually saw this without it being when I just get the headlines. This wasn't like a human arranged thing. There were no humans around. Apparently there was just a a ring of raccoons with two scrapping in the middle. (laughs) So a proper Raccoon Fight Club. It's a bit more wholesome then as well because no one's profiting off it. It's just a good exactly. old thing. <laughs> it's what the sport really means. It's what the sport's really about. You know? um, anti-gay Hungarian politician Joseph Shah resigns after being caught attending 25-man orgy in breach of COVID-19 rules. I've seen the best ever Simpsons mean about this one. Was that, that the one that climbed up? You love a mate. Simpsons meme. I, oh, mate, I do. If he I does. see one shared, I just know it's going to be you that yeah. shared it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Reverend Lovejoy's. I was only at the orgy to find out how to get away from the orgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Namibia to sell 170 live elephants, live elephants to the highest bidder. So if we all chip in here, <laughs> I've spent most of my redundancy pay, so I can't chip in too much there. But 170 elephants, if we can get some like spitballing sponsors on the side, would you that use, could be our way. Use, would you swap your six newly purchased Fred Perry polos for an elephant? They, they were over a period of time because um, they're the only ones you can trust in the wash and my expanding stomach. <laughs> yeah. I actually Especially had it where I'm, I'm floating out where in, in my new office. I don't know uh, like what jokes I can say. And I was talking about being on TV in the darts today. And I said, um, you know, they say the camera does have 10 pounds. It just so happens that the 10 pounds have stayed with me each time. Crickets, <laughs> crickets across ah, the office. You're giving them gold. I thought, I thought they maybe Not don't know if they it. can laugh at that. Like <laughs> if if one of them, will you make a joke and someone laughs, and it's like the acknowledgement. <laughs> that interview we did with um, JBTK, where he said like 
months later and people are DMing him as if he's JB, calling him a fat fuck and all sorts, like he's just <laughs> supposed to be on board with this. <laughs> and he's, when he was saying, it's a bit different compared to people reading lines to when they're improvising, because it's like, you actually think this about me. <laughs> um, Adelaide family returns home to find koala perched on their Christmas tree in their lounge. Um, mistakenly given hair a store for an upset stomach, children sprout hair all over their bodies like mini gorillas. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Some people say that's what the vaccine's going to do to you. <laughs> um, Mexican mayor gives shovels to mothers of missing children. What's he anticipating they're doing? <laughs> Bit dodgy, mate. <laughs> uh, man dresses as Buddy the Elf to meet and sing to his dad for the first time. Jeez. I that was, quite, that was local as well, I think. Um, Plot down the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Treadworth thing, something like that. I can imagine that. <laughs> Woman hallucinates for months after eating five day old gas station sushi. Oh. <laughs> It's like a pawn shop sandwich, isn't it? It's, it's near it. <laughs> when you see them uh, hot dogs in a, like a service station at like two, three o'clock in the morning, and they always smell lovely, but you think this is not a good idea. The rollover. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. five-day-old one, however. <laughs> Crikey. I've got like literally flashbacks, again, bringing up The Simpsons like I always do, but Apu, where he's dropped it on the floor and stuck it back a in. A what? <laughs> of Apu, when he sells his hot dogs. <laughs> That's cheap. <laughs> uh, is, it, is that what you kind of preluded your jokes in the room the other day? Is that why there was cricket? <laughs> I, thought you said, I thought you said a poo. Are you trying to get some cheap laughs there? <laughs> Look, I'm never, too, I, I, I'm never too proud to get a cheap laugh. I don't know yeah, how no, low no to be, but... Um, Florida street racing suspect blares the cops theme during traffic stop, deputies say. Um, Italy's Forrest Gump man argues with wife and walks 450 kilometres to cool off (laughs) what did they argue about (laughs) (laughs) I want to know and finally ex-glamour model wins £200,000 after policemen use helicopter to film her naked surely if he's an ex-glamour model he could have literally like googled her yeah, <laughs> that one Vernon Kate allegedly. Got, obviously, going to say allegedly here, but like, text that page three guy asking her to send him a photo, <laughs> and it's like you fucking dumb shit. Was it we were talking about Vernon? Was it last week's podcast we were talking about Vernon Kay or was it on the movie one this week? Too, it was yeah? on the movie one, yeah. Well, I said, I said a lot of women are into it. You don't get, you don't get a party from Take Me Out without Vernon Kay paving the way there. So have some respect. A trailblazer. And we brought up his year his yearly uh, jet ski death hoax, which seems to go around. That's mine. Two hundred grand. One is a lot of money. Two. The dedication. I can't imagine it's easy to get a helicopter in the air for this reason. So he must have been really desperate to see this. That is like <laughs> super. That is super some going. Heavy, isn't it? It's like. Mate, surely if 
you need a co-pilot in that situation as well. So surely you're going to be talking him around. If you look like Brad Pitt, this could be in a film and would be romantic. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't. He looks like a foot. So it's really, really <laughs> yeah. weird. I haven't seen what he looks like, but I dread to think. <laughs> All right, then. So that is news of the week done and dusted. We can get on to the week's football. Um Yesterday's game, I mean, the result probably is what you'd expect from a team in 15th against a, a team at the top of the league, but it was far more bleak than that. And we spoke about Arsenal's issues last week, so we don't need to go completely over that. And we could have a whole three-part series about it. But the question here is, will Arteta still be in charge at the end of the season? And we'll talk about the North London derby as well, of course. I love this question. Because I haven't finished my intro. After we started the season, and it was every week was, is Lampard going to be sacked by Christmas? Is Lampard going to be sacked by Christmas? And now we've got to this age where it's, will Arteta be gone? It's mental what 200 million in a month can get you, Jack, really, isn't it? Well, you spent 200 million over the past. Anyway, season, he's got so. us talking about wow. Chelsea already. I, 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 I think we're good. I, I, don't know, I, don't know I don't know why Jack's going in this direction. I mean, I, I personally, I want to congratulate Arteta on a brilliant performance. I mean, and like, congratulate, congratulate Luke on that as well. So, like, you know, just in the way that Mourinho did, he's a, obviously a very wise man. I think Arsenal performed very well. I think they were I mean, superb across the pitch. Mourinho does have the trophy cabinet to make these remarks. You, however, <laughs> haven't seen your team left there. So. <laughs> uh, to, to start, to I mean, Arsenal lost, as we know. And for, for most that listen to the podcast, you, you probably would think that I'm going to blame this all on Lacazette. There's going to be some, some cheap things here. And I don't want to go down that route of blaming Lacazette. But as I said, but, new TV in my room. I can see things in a bit more crisp detail. And I'm saying this in the nicest way possible because I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. <laughs> I'm sure when they showed him up close yesterday, I saw some Big Mac sauce in his beard <laughs> from pre-game. He was it's running right, like he had had a Big Mac pre-game. <sighs> and he owes an apology to a lot of people here. <laughs> because I'm not thinking it was just a Big Mac. There was 20 nuggets there, a double cheeseburger, a strawberry milkshake, and his patented boost bar to give him the energy. <laughs> I, I, I really find it hilarious oh, when Arsenal use, uh, Arsenal use individual players as scapegoats. It's so bad. I mean, what do you mean? He's not even the most guilty like, from yesterday. Yeah. No, no, in all honesty, um, <laughs> I, actually, I actually thought that pre-game, so... If you if you take our front line yesterday, I actually think he was the best of the bunch, which says yeah, an awful yeah, lot, really. Um, so Arsenal, the the stat really that's being put about is Arsenal attempted forty four crosses yesterday into the box, um, nine connected with someone inside the area. Um, the first comparison I saw was the, the similarities here between the end of Moises' era at United where he had 51 crosses um, without a connection before he was sacked. I don't know who is the person that adds these stats up, but someone did. 51 crosses, no one touched it, and he was sacked after that. 44 is some going yesterday. And it, it's perhaps cheap, whether, whether Arteta does good or bad, to go straight to the Pep comparisons. But I thought 
a quote from Henri was interesting where he said um, about Pep Guardiola, he puts everything in place to get the ball up to the final third of the pitch and then trusts his team to finish the job in the only area of the field that can't be planned for. Arsenal did look like they just had no plan whatsoever. Jamie Redknapp was giving us a strange amount of praise saying (laughs) that the way that we'd gone about this. I thought it it looked very much like in the analogy I used to yesterday, which Alex said was strange, is when you've let a toddler punch your hand before or whatever. And at the end of the day, you do know this toddler gets out of hand. You can deal with it pretty swiftly if you need to. And it did feel like, (laughs) like Jose was like, you can just keep, punching my hands here because anytime I want to we'll go up the other end and score Spurs consciously decided we don't need any more after the second goal yeah, and that, Arsenal looked like was, they yeah. were just as Arsenal decided before the game that we won't score one either <laughs> it, yeah that's exactly what it looked like watching the game you could see it at half time after they got the second there they were like, right, no, okay, you are not scoring more than one goal, if one at all. So they just completely sat back. That's what scares me about teams like Tottenham, especially with Mourinho, is that if you don't get the first goal against them, you're fucked. Yeah. Because yeah. Well, didn't United make the mistake? Didn't United score first and then it went downhill after that? Yeah. Or did they equalise? I can't remember. Um, I'm pretty sure you know United scored first. So we usually go to you, Jack. You're all right, like Peter Walson for goalkeeping, if that's a compliment you'd like. No, I don't know. When Sun's goal went in, I thought it was poor goalkeeping. Nah, it's... When you give a player that with that much quality, that much time and space... That's a Rob Holding an- special for you. The angle <laughs> of when he's hit that, it's impossible because you're told to stand forward outside your six-yard box. <laughs> knowing that that player's probably not going to have enough time to be able to completely put it where exactly where he wants it. And then you can This is what I don't get, though. If there's a through ball, you can then rush through and you're not stuck on your line in no man's land. That's where you're trained to be. If but, you're stood on, in the goal there and you see Sun lining up to place a shot, does any part of you think that shot is going anywhere else but there? I know, but the time that he realises that he's shaping for it, it's too late anyway. He, he didn't, he didn't fly in. No, I mean, it, it was, was pretty good. <laughs> it was the perfect placement of it, though. This is a little bit like with the the Iron Robin thing. He cuts in on his left. Everybody knows what he's going to do. It doesn't mean you can stop it. It's, uh, mm. you, it's not... You are right in saying it's the only place Sun's going to put it. Don't yeah. mean you're going to keep it up, does it? I think if I'm in goal there, I can get in the position. I'm not <laughs> sure I've got the dive in me. You can play every but... position on the pitch, mate, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I've got the dive in me these days, but yeah, what if I don't he, see how he he's in that, that position like and doesn't know yeah. that's where it's going. And it's not like no, it goes right in the corner. Right. Nine times out of ten, Luke, nine times out of ten, on an attack like that, they're not shooting from there usually. It's looking for a through ball. It's looking for... The yeah, but he peels his foot back. back. It, it's yeah, not but... like it's gone past him before he's realised what's going on. How, how many times, times have you watched this goal out of curiosity? Yeah. Like, is... As, I, I didn't watch much after the game. No, but... this, this is what I was thinking. Did you catch many replays? I'm, I'm a little bit baffled that you're so adamant that he could have saved us. It's, it's, it In was more of a... The replay made it worse to me. The replay made it worse. Well, as we've said before, you slow down anything, it doesn't look great, does it? But 
Yeah, this seems no, an, no. an odd hill to die on. I, I think I was, we get that lad back in who could have saved Coutinho's free kick from a few years back. Well, you get him in the sticks it, there, yeah. he's saving it. <laughs> from from there, Son is, is an interesting one because Son is obviously, this is the, the peak of his powers and Poch deserves a lot of praise for getting him to this position because you look at his numbers before he came to Spurs and they're, they're nowhere near this. I've gone the opposite way and I do keep seeing these uh, stats pop up. Son, when you look at his um, goals to expected goals ratio, he's outperforming it by seven goals. Do you think he can possibly keep that up? Because it looks like when you look back at the Arsenal FA Cup run, I said this last week, yes, Arsenal defended well, but they hadn't quite, teams hadn't quite realised that we were just whacking it left hoping Aubameyang then pulls one at the top draw and I don't know how much I've lost my trailer thought now I've just I've just watched the sun goal again in front of me and it's completely thrown me off that's what I was going to say um, Arsenal were outperforming the way that, that those games should have gone the, the chances that Man City had in those games, despite them having more of the possession, wasn't like Arsenal having the possession in the game yesterday. And with Son, you do wonder how long he's going to have to keep this up for, because if that does go badly, I'm not sure Spurs can play the exact same way. They might have to go for it a bit more. Anyone want to say well I did I disagree because I think you've uh, soon at the moment the at the moment the momentum's completely on our favor and his confidence is just going to grow and grow this season uh, the only thing that scares me is like an injury coming in on Kane or uh, Kane alone to be honest because I he, I think he's the most unreplaceable. I don't mean that, though. I mean, like, the the quality of chances that Sun's tucking away, like, they aren't, like, clear-cut chances. And so, with the ones with Arsenal, where that game, City should have scored about six, and you can get away with that for a couple of games, and eventually, the maths and everything is going to catch up, and those goals are going to go in. And do you think there's a danger of it getting to the point where these goals might stop going in for Sun? Um, no, not really. And to be honest, uh, if not, if they do, so I think that there is, goals, there, really. <laughs> I think I think that, that there's it, it, the, the thing is though. I mean, the the members may drop slightly, but uh, yeah, no. When you put it like that, you know, you, you are right. He's not going to get a thirty-eight goal season, of course not. Um, I, certainly not under a sort of Mourinho, not in a Mourinho sort of setup. I think there'll be more games ahead, particularly against the sides that are lower in the league. You know, you're like your Burnleys and um, your, your your Crystal Palace, where he probably won't like will, won't get a goal. Um, it'll be in those decisive matches against the big teams that you sort of he'll pull out of the bag for us. I mean, I would expect you know those, those sort of games against the lower team sides are the ones where we'll see like those scratchy one nil one nil yeah one nil wins that he gets from like a one of the centre backs a goal from one of the centre backs or something like that I think that's where we'll see the drop off uh, when you're in those high high intensity matches against the likes of Liverpool and uh, Arsenal City 
Chelsea or that lot, you I'd expect him to perform there when that bit of flair is needed. Um, especially now that his confidence is up. So yeah, I can I can see those numbers dropping off a little bit at the moment. Um uh, especially if Kane uh gets injured at all. Obviously we had a little bit of a scare going into this match on the rumours of him being injured or so. I don't know why uh, it's a scare when you play Arsenal because this happens every <laughs> single time where Kane is supposedly out. He this came mine. from six months out previously to play us and then didn't play again yeah. for another couple of months. If, yeah. If um, I take us back to Arteta, because my criticism of Leno there drew us off. TK, if, if you had to put money down now, do you think Arteta's still there at the end of the season? Yeah, I think he'll still be there. I say I say this if you lose to Burnley next, he could be gone next weekend. So that's how how close this is. But I think he'll just survive. I think he'll just about survive. Something that worried me yesterday was uh, you got to remember this team did go two and a half months without winning the Premier League games last season. Um, he said in terms of the performance, they did everything that I asked them to do. Absolutely everything. We played the way I believe we had to play this game. First of all, shows uh, like naivety because. You, you can't tell me if any of us set up to play Spurs in Arsenal shoes yesterday. We we set them up to go out and attack Spurs and let them play on the break like they quite clearly wanted to do. Also, that does suggest that he he is passing the buck to the players there. And he's done this a few times, which I maybe hoped it was to get a reaction because that, that quote there essentially says, I've done my job correctly. The players didn't do what I wanted them to do. Would do you? Would you agree with that? But then, does it not point to maybe you know, standards aren't high enough? He thinks that's. I saw him say that he thought they should fight and believe. Yeah, I mean, so that I must have that bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, they didn't even have that. So he's either publicly saying that and in privately he's you know, caning them, or he's doing the same thing behind closed doors, which would be even more of a worry because. At any club, there's a better standard than that, but certainly Arsenal, you'd assume so. Yeah, I think we've we've seen, and the first time I really thought about this was when you brought it up. I think it maybe after the Man City game, TK, where you said that you believed or you you'd read that Arteta does seem to be conservative by nature. It wasn't necessarily a this is how I'm going to play for these games. This is a this is Arteta's kind of philosophy and anything more than that is maybe him branching out. And he, he seems to be overly conservative by nature because even in a game where we had 65% possession, it still wasn't particularly expansive, was it? There was no real looking like we're chucking all the bodies in the box to get a goal. No. And no, not so. it looks like it, they're going to need to see some even more like bad shit happening before he responds to it. I'll, I'll, I'll say now when I was thinking about this yesterday as far as we go now I'm still I want Arteta to see it out if we lose to Burnley next week or if we don't beat Burnley next week he's getting the Emery treatment he's saying out if if, well, if he doesn't win next weekend then yeah I'll, I'll be saying get him out you've had a year would you say, as it stands, if he got sacked tomorrow, you wouldn't exactly be fuming about it, but 
I would. I feel like if they lose, you're fully. He's out. I think if he was sacked tomorrow, it would depend on the coach that came in, and I would feel like. Yeah. Regardless, I feel like if he's if he's sacked, that it'll be one that you'll look at down the line and think maybe this just wasn't the right situation at the right time because I've no doubt that he's a good coach. It's just there is a, a very big difference, isn't there, between being a good coach and a good manager, as we've seen yeah, down the years. And I don't know if Stakes. it's too if I don't know if it's too big of a job. I don't know if it's the, the wrong circumstances or if it's just these these particular players. When it goes bad, it's it's very hard, I think, to pull it back on track because I don't. If I just put money down now, I don't see how this gets turned around. When you look at the last performances. Uh, well, look, look, I, yeah. Sorry, go on, AJ. So, like, talking about like the possibility of, I um, actually no, because since you're going along that lines, I'll, I'll stick with this first. So, I, I, you're right. It's hard to see how it's turned around at the moment. I mean, to be honest, you don't win this weekend, and you like if you don't win, even if you scratch a draw this weekend, and let's be honest, a draw doesn't is no in no way going to translate into you performed well. Nothing short of a win is good enough remotely this weekend. Afterwards, you've got Southampton, Everton and Chelsea on the horizon. You know, I I, I don't find if you don't win this weekend, I really don't fancy you again if, against any of those sides. Um, and it, 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 it no. I'd be more confident against Everton than Burnley. In not a disrespectful way, I I genuinely, that is the least scared or the least nervous I have ever been watching a North London derby yesterday. Like, I mean, you I, thought, I, you I, said I, before, and you thought it was going to be a draw. <laughs> we call it the Nasty, reverse. Now, isn't it? Nasty. <laughs> um, but I, so, first of all, a quick question. I, I've been sent. Uh, Jen Bones is really active at the moment. Um, <laughs> they, uh, weird that. I mean, he wasn't when Arsenal they, won the FA Cup final. They, 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 uh, they want to know if uh, you're Sarri in yet. I mean, I was quite vocal that I thought Sarri was hard done by. I, I of the Chelsea managers that have been sacked, Conte is 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 the one that I prefer of the two. But I do also acknowledge that Sarri and Conte's football only lasts for so long. They do come in and they have very much a two, three-year plan rather than a five to ten-year plan when they take over a team. So I'm not sure yeah. they would be either the ones that I would be I would be after. And the, 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 other thing, the other thing at the moment as well is that for the attention that Arteta is getting at the moment, I really do not think there is enough blame going Aubameyang's, Aubameyang's way because... He's your captain. He's coming to this. No he's getting blamed yeah. from all angles. Yeah, uh, not not. Well, you've hardly mentioned his name from in this. In this yeah. He's 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 gone. He's got he's got a massive pay rise this season. He's your captain of your squad. His body language yesterday and his his contribution in the game was absolutely atrocious. And there's rumours there's rumours floating around that about like you know the the Arsenal TV stuff, not the fan TV stuff, but the actual Arsenal TV stuff, the interviews and stuff. And his his body language and his attitude just looks terrible. In terms of in terms of he's not coming across, he, he's not. There's a apparent there's um yeah, there's a interview that. recently. Of, uh, where they're interviewing him and his his body language, he, he just didn't see. He doesn't remotely seem himself. He wasn't smiling. It was sort of like question, I, like why would Arsenal put that out there? Because that doesn't look good. 
But Did he, I, uh, ultimately, write in the I, chat yesterday about him, or was it to my uncle? I'm not genuinely not sure. I don't think you said anything about him no, yesterday. No, no. Um, um, but but he he, he the, the, it really does fall to him. He is your he is your the best player in your side. He is your captain in exactly the same way. He 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 is your he's your he's your He's your Kane, like you know, equivalent in our squad. And look at the parallels yesterday. Kane, even when he wasn't firing, you could still argue that there was a certain level of contribution across the pitch. I mean, you know, Bamiyang isn't going to be getting back and winning winning your headers. That isn't the him and Kane aren't like different players. different yeah. players. Yeah. But no, Bamiyang t- totally agree, totally agree. But what else is he contributing at the moment? Well, when do you start? When do you? Start, I know it sounds ridiculous, but when do you start dropping him, or when do you take the captaincy he's, away from him? Because right he's now, not, he's, he's, he's not He's not that. That's that's ridiculous. He's someone that you you let fire back into form. Also, it's not yeah, like no we wrong. have. It's not like yeah. It's not like we have anyone on the bench that's going to be replacing. <laughs> Um, he shouldn't. He certainly shouldn't have the captaincy armband. To be honest, yesterday the only players on the pitch. Yeah, I'm trying to ask you. Yeah, let me ask you. Um, the the captaincy thing, I, I do wholeheartedly agree with. The captaincy was was a result of it not being Xhaka, and I think what happened was when when you take the reports, they did a vote in the changing room, and the players I think wanted to stay with Xhaka, which Emery's hands were tied there, <laughs> and. <laughs> He wasn't going to do it. Emery tried the six captains thing, which works if you have, say, um, if if you look at like a Juventus team, say when you've got Chiellini, Bonucci, you've got those kind of names. That probably works having six captains there. If you look at a Madrid team when you have Ronaldo, Ramos, that kind of thing. When you have Xhaka, Bellerin as two of your captains, it doesn't quite work the same way. Um, so, no, I do, I do agree. I do think that the captaincy thing for Arsenal there has been as much of just someone to wear the armband because there was no clear and it was as much let Aubameyang lead by example because he's because there's nobody leading as a leader so Aubameyang yesterday was the, was the first time and maybe I've been blind to it previously where the body language looked more like it was um feeling sorry for himself or not being interested rather than it being a a way of Arsenal playing and him being frustrated not having chances or him not being able to get involved that kind of thing so that was the difference for me yesterday in that I agree he looked like just disinterested there was the one where he faced up Aldevero the one time where he got a shot off on his left but didn't really look like he had it in him to try and beat the player and there was the one beforehand where Party feeds out to him on the left and he does all sorts of nothing. And when he doesn't go for it properly for when um, you get your second goal. So yesterday I did think he was horrific. Typically, well, Spurs away, he has been horrendous. <laughs> what I would ask you as well is, obviously the build-up to the second goal, like party should be, he shouldn't be. Walking that, the, the, I'm actually torn here. I'm actually because his his is quite clearly gone. Arsenal have forced him out. I'm going to say forced. I'm sure he's been probably been asked the question like Ndombele has, and this isn't uh, even a Ndombele thing. Ndombele, if he's injured or if he's not well, 
I would rather my players say they can't play than go out and be half ready or whatever. It turns out he was actually our best midfielder up until the point where he's gone off. Mm. I think he's done his groin and it's one of them where it's the same down on the pitch. It's yeah. The the walking off's weird. It, it's like he's either thinking I need immediate treatment or he's just not looking and has no clue what on earth is going on. Because that's well, the thing. I actually couldn't I, see it properly I, until yesterday. I actually had to watch it again today because I couldn't see when they were showing the replays where he was. Yeah. And then I did see it today. and It, it does look awful. I was more annoyed with Arteta shoving him back on because he he's then run again and he's pulled up for a second time. So he's going to be out even longer. I think, though, it's like having that kind of knowledge, which you would have done when you've gone through the video kind of footage when you studied the other team during the week, that they're at their Spurs are at their most dangerous when you've just committed. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. That's what so I said. It was ridiculous uh, tactics. That's that's what I mean. Whereas because it was then a four on two, that one extra player would have made such a difference, even if he was just injured. Just it shouldn't, body. Uh, we shouldn't have been four on two anyway. That was already <laughs> a mistake no, there. No. But I think the the first time we spoke about really negatively as a topic about Arteta this season was following um the Pepe incident where he was sent off and I said that I thought he was right to come out and condemn him but him the way he spoke about party in the interview yesterday I thought this doesn't help anyone at all party's already going to be annoyed because he's going to be out longer after he's been shoved back onto the pitch what did he say? so he said um, first of all he was like I don't know what he's thinking which fair enough and then and then he said well, I shoved him back out because he clearly didn't understand the situation. He should be going out there fighting for the team. And it's, he's fought for the team by playing. You, you don't spend 50 million on a player when you look at the money we spend and then treat them like that. It, it's like when you buy a new pair of trainers. You walk like you, you're walking and you can't scrape them. You can't do anything to them at all. It, you're going to treat them like gold until the thing goes wrong. It looks like Arsenal have got that first scuff on party and they're like, right, we'll play football in these now. We'll go running in these now <laughs> yeah. and we'll just run him into the ground because it made no sense. I, I will I will say, I, I'll partially defend him on the party thing. I don't think he got many things right. But one, if he's half fit and doesn't get played, I was like, well, look, even if he's half fit, you throw him out there. It's a derby, we need him, everyone else is shit. So I think he had to do what he had to do. And the same... I don't care how much money you spend on him. You can't be fucking walking off the pitch. That's just painfully naive. Do you yeah. not take it as a... Um, and I don't like, think you would have done it under Simeone either, so maybe that is a... No, no, that's, that's so, fair. Do you not think with, yeah. with playing him, you kind of take it as a, look, play, but if if it feels tight, if it feels like there's an issue, then you come off straight away because we want you for the long run. And I don't know if he's been told that or something. But Even yeah, I, I agree. It, it is ridiculous. Just go down, just do something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. If he goes down in the centre of the park, the ref is more inclined to stop things because he would he would have stopped it, which is always you know yeah. a bugbear for all of us, I'm sure. I know Luke's but because before. it was in the opposition half, he would have stopped it. Yeah. Because he would have felt he'd been able to get away with it um by stopping the game. But running off and leaving the entire midfield kid Zach is pushed on. And leave yeah. the worst thing is when he, when he gets pushed back on, 
he then turns back to go back off when he realises he isn't going to get near the ball. And he's not even looking when Spurs put it in the goal. So he's already <laughs> given up on it. That's not a great look. Howler of a game, really. I mean, between Louise playing with a massive head injury and party playing what was obviously a serious injury risk, it's not a good look for the physio or, or the manager this no. this week. Um, one, of the, one of the reasons that I would particularly be against uh, a man, the manager going is that it means these guys like Xhaka are going to get a clean slate. <laughs> we need the manager to stay in and kick these out for good before before you switch it around. I, I think that's a really good point because I, I really don't think Saka. We were so close to having him gone. We were so close, so close, uh, and he had one good game with Sabas, and then we had literally nobody else. And he's weaselled his way back in. <laughs> the, he has been in, in okay form, but the last couple of games he's gone truly back to the Xhaka that so, we all knew. Arteta has now lost double the amount of Premier League games that Emery lost last season before his departure having played one game fewer. Something to point out there is it does contribute the Europa League final and Arsenal leading one point from four games and not getting it at the end of the season to get Champions League. Um, Edu, I think, is just as culpable as Arteta. He had a squad photo after paying a release clause like he'd done some big negotiation on his Instagram, which was pretty poor in itself. I think Arteta's plan quite clearly is to make us hard to beat. He started at the back, but then the attack didn't work. And he went too far to try and make that, exposing the holes that he'd actually managed to plug. So <laughs> now we're a team that can't defend and can't attack rather than being a team that can't attack but could defend very well. I was at least going out recently up until probably the Villa game thinking, if we're going to lose it's going to be close and we're going to stay in it purely because we weren't conceding goals. If Arsenal came out with Arteta and they said, look, we've got faith in him, he's a young coach, this, that, and they don't do it like they do in the NBA or in the NFL where they quite literally come out and say, look, we're in a rebuild. <laughs> if they came out and said some, some kind of way, look, we've got this young talent here, we've got a great young coach, we think that you may have to suffer with us briefly, we're going to get it wrong some kind of PR way of saying it. And, and you went with, even if they'd gone with um, Awa over party, you've got Gwendouzi there, you've got Saliba, you've got Reese Nelson, you've got Saka, you've got Willett. If you gave these players a season and were like, look, we're going to watch them, we're going to see how well they do, and at the end of the season, you'll get more money for them because they've got Premier League experience, or you can write them off. Because I don't think if you play those players, we're any worse than we are now. I don't think with the squad, if you take our, say, Europa League team, I don't think that's any lower than 15th in the league. Because no. No. in comparison, if you see, if you saw Bellerin holding Mustafi, Leno, Xhaka, Alneni, Willian, Nketiah, Lacazette, Cedric, Kalasinac, playing for Villa, Southampton, you, you wouldn't, maybe I'm harsh on Leno there, but you wouldn't yeah. look at a single one of them and say they looked out of place. Or you wouldn't say, uh, we look at, say, Hoybier has gone to Spurs. I'm not saying we could have seen that he would have the, the particularly um, good games that he's had, but you at least look to him and say he could do a job at a bigger team. You looked at someone like Mane and you said he could do a job at a bigger team, some of these players. You wouldn't look at any of them in any of those sides and say, you know what, I reckon we should take a punt on one of them. So there's only so much a new manager coming in 
would do. But as I said last week, this this spending strategy has been incredibly short term. So I don't know who Arsenal could even get in. I see Arsenal fans yesterday saying they want Allegri. What the hell is he going to do to this? <laughs> Come to the if, team as fifteenth. If I if if you tell me Arteta is is being sacked, and I will say again, until I know what happens this weekend, I do want him to at least have a shot to turn it around. I want it to be at the point. Yeah, I, I want it to be at the point where I can say, look, what clearly, and I think he's going to know. He's going to have to do something next weekend because he at least knows that football there's only so long you can be uh, like faithful for. In terms of a realistic, I, I would want Arsenal to go for Hassan Hootles straight away over if you offered me him or Allegri, I would say him. Purely because he's managed shite before and managed to show... And, managed to get a clear improvement out of them I don't see how someone like Allegri coming in with no English he's not managed the team in 15th place at the top level that's for sure that's the way I would go but you never know maybe managing a, I, don't, I, don't, I think he's last if we were going to get him I think he would have come to us when we got Arteta and I don't know if it was the money if it was something they knew about Arteta. I don't know what it was, but I think now you look at the Madrid job's about to open up. You look at the PSG job that's about to open up. You look at United job that at some point is going to open up. I think he looks at Arsenal, he looks at our spending strategy and says, I've done that before. I don't need any of that. Yeah, his next kind of stepping stone is going to be going into a club that actually has financial non-restraint. Whereas to answer you, I would have no hesitancy in, in, in saying, oh, he was an ex-Spurs manager, I'm not taking him. Yeah. Work with Sol Campbell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree on the house Newton point. I think he'd be very, very good. Well, very, he would do a job. He, he could build you towards something. You would, at least, you would at least know what is trying to be done there. I thought with Arteta for a while, it was... He, he has a conservative mentality for sure, but I thought that was out of need must really. yeah. rather than it does seem now. I mean, we set up with five at the back against Dundalk in the Europa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not great. And he, he doesn't seem as willing to play the youngsters as I would like. Maybe the problem with that is, is when you do that, is you have to win because... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because Especially, I do think... Even if he had success, I think eventually this would have been a problem because Arsenal fans at, at this stage expect to be entertained, kind of good or bad, really. They've always been entertaining. So if you're not even doing that, you've got to make sure you're successful because as soon as it's not, as we're seeing, Arsenal fans are turning quite quickly on it. You won't hear anyone say we're trying to walk it in at the moment, will you? <laughs> no. no. Knowing what you know now, go back a few years, do you keep Arsene Wenger? And are no, you not, no. And are you no. nice in it? <laughs> I mean... Knowing what was, you know I now, nice. going back a few months, knowing what you know now, going back a few months, do you do you regret asking me the question? Right now, Alex, would you rather have Mourinho or Arteta? Well, I mean, Arteta may have got you a trophy, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> this was after the trophy. 
exactly. So hence why you and rather I said have no. And I said no, not a chance. You didn't mean it though, did you? I didn't mean it. And I'm, <laughs> we're, glad. We're, I'm glad. We're four, we're four months we're four months removed. Um, the, the thing with the thing with Jose is I do still believe at some point that is going to go wrong, as it always does. It's just whether you you sneak that trophy in first, and the the way Spurs are playing, it's it's a it's a Premier League or or bust. I would say for Jose. Oh so. no no, we're not contenders. We're we're not we're not contenders. <laughs> we're not contenders. You literally said if you win the North London derby, you're in a title race. The other we're not we're not contenders we're not contenders top four is good for us this year as sean said it's too early for us to uh, too early for Barrison. us to win it. don't Barrison. forget alex turned his nose up at the fa cup so don't forget that <laughs> um if, if i if i just go around you jack do you think um do you think arteta gets the season i think yeah because just on the basis that there's really no one there to replace him. You will get, hopefully, a new manager bounce, though, so that, that could always work against him. But We didn't get a new manager is... bounce with Arteta. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's what I mean. So if you get someone else, then surely there must be some kind of bounce. I think you give him the season because the options otherwise just aren't there for what the Arsenal board would want from a manager. I can't say Allegri sitting down at a table and saying, you know, I'm absolutely fine that we've got no money to spend and we've got all of this deadwoods that I've got to try and get a tune out of. I just can't see him doing that. Wasn't it you that posted an Indy Callia thing earlier about yeah. him wanting to I, come I, to our store? No, that wasn't me. I was just trying to... That Indy Cali thing was about... Oh, was, oh, that was someone in the dressing room said, uh, this isn't what I signed up for. Does that sound <laughs> yeah. like something one of these Arsenal players would say? I just I just wanted to get a few nibbles from that. I never believe anything he says, but I wanted to see if I got a reaction, and I did. Indy Kane is the original account. I have some respect. Yeah, that is true. You didn't get a nibble. I said to you quite up front. He's the one who was maybe anyone else. If Ornstein said it, then then sure. He's the one. He's been on the PR campaign today for Arteta. I think he's got him on the payroll. Yeah. Yeah, I think. uh, Can we? Can we? Go on, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, I think I followed Indy Kelly when he, uh, I think he broke the news that Hulk was going to sign for Chelsea. <laughs> He's been exposed to... as a KFC manager about six times. That's People it. forget had... and then his new followers get exposed to them. Well, he, he had one point where he was, had a like, card a little niche where he was acknowledging he worked at KFC whilst also being a transfer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to give it... Uh, like obviously we've spoken a lot about Arsenal but I just want to like talking about the North London derby I just want to give a shout out to how good was Kane's performance yesterday absolutely superb across how the was pitch. he not sent off again yeah I, 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 are you on about what's yeah. on earth when, on about? if you want to talk to me about sending off he's going to kill me. if you want to talk the, the referee did everything in his power to give Arsenal every chance yesterday it was ridiculous you're joking what, sending man. off Kane in danger in someone's life that's yeah. as every referee is just let slide absolutely ridiculous far too common thing to do it now because he gets away with it yeah. But it's it's going to take someone clowns. breaking their neck. Clowns, a lot of the clowns. He's answering your question. It is, yeah. He, 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 you know, his form at the moment, him and Son, it's it's scary, scary how good. I mean, the partnership they're they're not far off 
Drogba and Lampard partnership for goals and assists oh, together, are they? I saw this yesterday said as yeah. well. Scary, scary times for, for everyone else in the league, I think. So. <laughs> We're still not putting them in that league until they win anything. <laughs> Player of the months don't count. What's scary is that I'm looking at down the fixture list and thinking, right, who have they got to play that can beat them? We've got and, Liverpool left. And it's Liverpool. That's right. The reverse West Ham fixture that I'm all talking about. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yep. Those aren't the games that we'll find this. them out. Well, put, put it like this. Like, we went into this run of games. So, this run of games, uh, City, Chelsea, Arsenal, um, and we've got Liverpool after this weekend. Um, I like in all honesty, going into this run of games, really, this this run of games was going to really just define what our season like, what our season was going to potentially look like. I I even if we if we lose against Liverpool at the w- next weekend, I I honestly I I am still over the moon with what we've walked away with out of that, those four fixtures compared with the seasons gone past where yeah. we've been constantly labelled with uh, not doing it against the big teams. Two two wins, two wins, a draw and a loss against the top. Well, I mean Arsenal, not really top side anymore. I would call West Ham a top team. Big six. <laughs> and also, yeah. again, Let- point you to Spurs <laughs> two league cups in the last what forty years. <laughs> I think I think at the end of the day, Spurs are going to get found out, and it's only going to take one game. I look through their fixtures and. Chelsea and Spurs play relatively similar fixtures and the difference has been the score lines where you've got a lucky goal against Jack, don't, it's Newcastle. Don't. Uh, there we go. All it's Here we go. I, the moment I heard, the moment I heard, oh, I, I, I think it was Gary Neville, the moment I heard Gary Neville say in the match yesterday, oh, Lampard's performance against uh, Tottenham the other week makes that, it looks a lot better now. I was thinking, what on earth are you on about? What on earth are you on about? Look, no one deserves credit for that Chelsea-Spurs game. Um, no. <laughs> credit in losing 2-0 against them so I'll have that thank you very much um, you lost to this Arsenal side in a cup final yeah with nine men and a player wrongly sent off in two injuries wrongly sent off the injuries if Arsenal injured them Pedro fell over on his shoulder and was made a paper mache in our best player got injured in the second uh, minute of the second half so anyway it doesn't matter we're in better position, and my fifty-pound bet with you that we finish above you this season is oh uh, Jesus, very helpful. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh Jesus, hey. that's an early cash think... out. Yeah, there's got to be an early payout there, surely. <laughs> surely um, Frank's Frank's gonna Frank. But all I'm saying is, you lose Kane and that team, you don't score goals. And I'm waiting for that day to happen. Like. You beat Burnley 1 now. I've got deja vu here. Great to go against Newcastle. Sooner or later, you're not going to scrape that goal. So I, I, I think there is going to be a drop off at some stage. And then we'll see just what an awful fan Alex is. <laughs> yeah. He'll go back to being a United fan. Excuse me, Luke. Excuse me, Luke. I've never shied away from when we haven't done well. I haven't exactly disappeared <laughs> over the last few years when we haven't won anything. So. Uh, and I'm not would the one you, who kicks. What, what, I'm not, 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 not shied away when you haven't done well. You wouldn't be here if you didn't show up when Spurs didn't do well. So if I pussy, so if I pussy out of, if if you're saying that I pussy out when Spurs don't do well, then why did I watch the Champions League final around your house? Of all the places yeah. that to be to watch the Champions League final, why? <laughs> so you like, when you don't do well. I, I, I could have picked a worse place to be to watch that final 
if we were to lose it. And yet I went anywhere and I didn't exactly run off after the match either, did I? I took it. So, you know, Someone I don't kick you out of the group. I, 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 don't, I don't, let me, if I had the power in the group chat, I would never kick you, Byron. But I don't think it's the same the other way around. Any chance you get, you know it's not. As, as I was saying, if, if you only showed up when Spurs did well, you'd never show up. Because what what has Spurs done well? Won a couple of league games. And, as we said... Top of league and he can't... I, even, I, I, can't even there's only, uh, there's so, only one of us here that's so, been pictured in another team's shirts. It's so, it's so, it's so, it's so nice to hear the trembling nerves in Byron's voice these days. It's so nice. <laughs> It's so nice. I mean, I think it'd be nice if he got to win a trophy. If I think back to how cocky he was after he won the FA Cup and all the (laughs) shit that came out of his mouth then and now where we are now. Oh, it's so nice. Am I right? It's so nice. It is so nice. What have Spurs done that's better than that FA Cup? It's taken a few months and we're straight back to talking about manager changes for Arsenal again, using the same scapegoat players over and over again. It's a beautiful oh, thing. Jack is costing a manager this job. <laughs> changing record, love. <laughs> Let's not talk changing the record when we've got Chelsea and changing managers. Crikey, mate. Yeah, but then we go and win the Premier League and we make it all okay. Yeah, we won the FA Cup. It's more prestigious. <laughs> Jeez. I've got about six years worth of William slander to get out of me to get me. Even. Hey, and, and they and they won the Community Shield. Don't you forget it. They won the <laughs> Community Shield. Well. <laughs> Remind me, Luke. How did William get on at the weekend? I mean, he's probably second best. I don't know why Alex is laughing because I could take it from TK, whose team has just won the Champions League and the Premier League. I can take it from Jack, whose team a couple of years ago won the Premier League. <laughs> I just don't know where Alex has got this from. He just beat you in the derby. He's going to be. It's just the way it goes. (laughs) Look, the the derby celebration is understandable. I just don't... Uh, When he's talking about trophies is when it goes a bit skew-whiff. You... He can say what he likes when you're talking about 15, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) But that team in 15th has still won more in the last four uh, months uh, than Spurs yeah. have in yeah. the last 12 years. You need to hope that's still uh, true come June next year. Yeah, but it's not what you wanted, is it, though, Byron? It's not you what you wanted. It's not what you wanted. What do you mean it's down. not what we wanted? You, you, want, you, you want it. You want it. You want to be right back at the top in the Champions League, contending for the Premier League, contending for the Champions League. I think that takes off half at the minute. <laughs> they would, they would. That's where you want to be, and that's not where you are now. You're about as far away from that as you've ever been in the last ten yeah. years, right now. So, where do you want Spurs to be? Where do I want us to be? I want us to be titles. For the, I, I want us to. I want us to be contending for the Premier League, and you know, maybe in a few weeks' time, we might be. But you we were contending be. a few years back, and you finished third in the two-horse race. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so lovely so lovely anyway on to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the big question here is he that bad played 107 games at United as manager won 61 drawn 20 lost 26 played Sherwood once lost once <laughs> there you go <laughs> 
<laughs> is he that bad? I mean, eye test, yeah. But I suppose if you go and shove enough world-class talent into a team, sometimes they're going to come through to you. Like these last few games as well. I mean, West Ham, they got back on terms with the ball being like five metres out of play. So that was lucky. They get about 25 penalties a season, which is, again, lucky. And then like the last game, obviously, before the West Ham game was against Southampton when they were 2-0 down. So it's like, yeah, I mean, if you bring on Edson Cavani, who's one of the most proven goal scorers in the world, the chances are he's going to get you out of jail. Um, it's frustrating because Chelsea have never been able to take advantage of it because we always get fucking done over by them somehow. But every other team seems to really enjoy playing against them. But it, it's great because uh, he does, We probably yeah. should have mentioned Stinky, Stinky Werner, actually, as we were talking about strikers earlier. Stinky <laughs> Werner. <laughs> I've never seen a miss like it. <laughs> I just wanted, I just wanted to keep Rob's his mate. Just wanted to keep things interesting. That's what it was. I hey, nearly had us doing a um, topic today just on how handsome Giroud is. Yeah, good-looking chap. <laughs> yeah, extremely. I'll leave that. Scarily. Yeah, you would love to have him in your team still right now. I'd just love to have Hello. him in the squad photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I'd take Antonio up top for us at the moment. You know my thoughts on him. Yeah. Still, that final yeah, side game is still on though. One day one. Going back to Solskjaer, I, hor- I was absolutely horrified. Well, I've, I've, he can have Rice as well. <laughs> He's, He's worth eight. <laughs> but yeah, I was going back to um, going back to Solskjaer. I was horrified to find out that they're like six points off top with the game in hand, aren't they? Yeah. Which is just yeah. insane. That's the how much they're five. Point. They're only they're only five points off. It's mad. Yeah. When you look at it, you know he, he is in a very good position. Okay, he's got he's got the, the the quality there to bring off the bench. When I first all started lineups, I was I was getting somewhat happy, and you know we <laughs> we did play well for for sixty minutes. But when when he brings on you know Bruno Fernandez and Marcus Rashford and, and Cavani, you, you've just got no chance. And they are they are somewhat saving his saving his games every time, and especially away from home, he's got a fantastic record, hasn't he? But it's 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 the players that are saving him. I don't, I don't think his tactics are necessarily there. Nah. <laughs> I I tweeted on during the game that after about eighty minutes, this was both the most West Ham and United thing that could <laughs> ever really have happened to the game. <laughs> as, as soon as the first one went in, you know, yeah, it, it was off. <laughs> but I I I can't hold a grudge against it because they they couldn't approve it was off. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and well, they had that thing out. on Match of the Day, which they had the same pictures. Yeah, but it wasn't uh, the, those lines and everything weren't accessible to VAR systems at the time, were they? You know. So do you not think it, that it when they spend like things. twenty minutes looking at no, whether I mean, someone's armpits offside, that they could maybe spend a couple of extra minutes trying to see if they can get conclusive pictures there? I don't think they even needed a couple of minutes. You look where the balls bounced. And well, that's exactly. In, you know, <laughs> it, it's clear as day off the pitch, but. Pogba's come out and scored his biannual worldie, and he's, <laughs> he's just gone West Ham from there. You know, he's, he's done what they do best, just, just bottle it. Uh, well, you know, when you hear the commentators say, um, "Are they going to regret these mischances later?" and absolutely. you think you've done us here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's the same West Ham. We we could have been three or four up. Yeah, it should have been over at half time. You know, but just bottled it as per. So, I yeah, saw and, and tweets again, afterwards. 75, 80 minute substitutions don't help. 
Yeah. Uh, I saw tweets afterwards saying, "Wow, well, West Ham are happy with uh, VAR again in the Villa game," as if when a VAR decision goes your way, you then have to just accept every other mistake it makes for yeah, the rest of uh, the season. And I mean, you know, I I get it if it was an incorrect decision that went our way, but and the day's offside, so. Yeah, it, it was the right decision. People giving Declan Rice stick as well. Saying one of the one of the pundits asked him, you know, he was yeah. VAR now, and jokingly he goes, oh, yeah, he laughs. And and then all of I actually sudden, quite like hearing his interviews. I'm not a huge fan of him as a player, but I do quite like hearing him speak. He speaks very very well to be fair to him for, for such a young player as well. Um, but you know, VAR is just always going to be talked about, and you're only going to want it if you're on the winning side of it, which is natural. And that's why there's so much controversy about it in the media. But, you know, it, it just blows my mind that they can't use it for certain things or won't use it for certain <laughs> things. It was a blatant handball by Harry Maguire at the start of the second half. And the linesman's about five metres away from it and just does nothing. And, you know, to me, that's clear and obvious. But... Come on, he's gone through enough this season. That's what the pundits <laughs> will tell you. When he, got sent off, when he got sent off for England, they're like, Come on, he's had a rough couple of months here. <laughs> it's a hard life. Yeah, people said to me, he's up on him. I was like, what's going, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he's playing shit. Jacka might have a look there and say, come on, lads, I've had a rough year too. With, with Solskjaer, do you think, essentially, he's taking United as far as he can, but he isn't quite bad enough to get the chop. And you see it's because it in, he's getting the results. You, you see in boxing sometimes where a fighter literally has no chance of winning, but they don't take quite enough damage for the ref to I be was... able to jump in. They swing back every so often. Yeah, I was about to make the exact same analogy, but they just throw enough shots to keep in, the, uh, <laughs> keep in there, don't they? I do think he's, I will say, he's partly in that awkward territory where any win gets credit to the players, any loss gets put at his door. And I do find that a weird double standard where we can slate him but then not give him any props when they do get a result. I do find that a little bit odd. I think, but, like, if you look at the games that he's lost this season, Man United, but lost like back to back Villa versus Villa, and then Crystal Palace three one at home. Not wrong with then, Villa. Then they kind of squeeze past Brighton with a penalty given after the final whistle Christ. to win three two. Then they lose six one to Tottenham. Do you think? Oh, they're back when they win four one to Newcastle. And then they beat PSG. George Chelsea. And Chelsea did them a favour. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you've got a loss to Arsenal again, a loss to Aston. <laughs> he should have been slapped for that. Yeah. In hindsight, <laughs> they should look now and say, come on. And then like a few 1-0, 1-0 win against West Brom and then coming back from 2-0 down against Southampton. So, like, these are teams they shouldn't be losing against. You've obviously got the Manchester derby this weekend. They've got to still play your Liverpools um, and some of your top of teams. The only team of note that they've really beaten is Leicester. So, the games that they've dropped points in are games they should be winning. So, it's all good and well they've got game in hands five points off. But, those drop points against teams they shouldn't have dropped points against, that's when they'll come back to bite them. That's why I think... We could repeat what you just said there and play it for Chelsea, by the way. Yeah, I know. Every, every team this year. Yeah, really. Mate, 100%, I agree, because it's so tight at the moment that two games will swing it for anyone. And it's no point in even talking about title races. This Arteta comeback is going to be sweet, isn't it? This comeback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's going to be a hell of a comeback. This, this season, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they weren't like, what, is it 11 points on fourth now? 
Is it 11 points, 13 points? Who? Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, we're 11, we're 11, points, off the, um, 11 points off the top. I mean, even that's not a lot in the grand scheme of things. Considering the 15th. Yeah. <laughs> the only, the, exactly, that's what I mean. The only thing this season is that no matter how injured or threadbare that Liverpool team looks, they just go and blast away teams 4-0, which is just insane still. We've, Whereas everyone else looks beatable. You never know which one's going to turn up. With what you said there, TK, about um, him kind of getting the, getting the stick when they lose, but not the credit when they win. We we do as as fans, and I think it is with as you get more punditry, we all get a bit harsher. If essentially you win a game by individual brilliance now, it used to be that the manager would get praised for picking that player and having them on and doing that. We do essentially if a if if you win a game by individual excellence now, it's we almost say the manager is getting absolutely no credit for this, particularly if they're in an under pressure situation. Because at yeah, the time, got like go back, go back to Arteta. He was getting the props with um, Aubameyang when he was scoring these peaches and the individual brilliance. And him bringing on Bruno, if we were talking punditry like five years ago, he would have got the the praise for just bringing Bruno off the bench. That would be how things go. They would say super sub and all this business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's almost like, how dare you bring that player off your bench to win the game? And he saved you. And it probably is somewhere in the middle there. They, they probably didn't want to use Bruno. And I think you said beforehand, the pundits asking why he's playing Pogba. And it's because he wants certain players for it's, Tuesday. Yeah, he ain't going to play on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah and I, then I, they've I, got Manchester United right. next weekend as well, haven't they? They've got the Derby next weekend. Yeah. They'll yeah. win that. Whatever. Yeah. You could see it, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. City bend over for United and Spurs every single time they play them. <laughs> Yeah, no lessons are learned there, are they? In terms of we won't approach this any differently, we'll just carry on like we are. I, I do think he's ultimately out of his depth at United and he is in over his head and he probably should be getting a bit more out of it. But I, I do just think it's not quite as bad as it's sometimes portrayed. Once once you get over that thing of about, say, if you split the fan base and say you get 40% suddenly start wanting you out. As... As fans, one, we don't want to be wrong. Nobody does. So you don't want to backtrack once you've called for someone out mm. because you get called fickle and all of this business. And, and two, you do just get a bit bloodthirsty. Let me tell you, whenever <laughs> he was out, I enjoyed, when I look back, I enjoyed that chase of getting him out. Uh, that is very <laughs> honest of you because that is definitely true. I didn't get, I didn't quite have the payoff. When he did get sacked, it was like, oh. Oh, what am I going to tweet about? No, <laughs> what am I going to tweet about today? <laughs> and I see it. I see it with all, with all sorts of managers. Ollie, Ollie, out. It's he can win ten in a row, and then the second they have that one, it's like I told you this man was out of his depth. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the the few West Ham fans I follow, the, the love hate relationship with Moyes, I see these memes when they win about <laughs> we are I'm massive is the one thing I tend to see and then the other thing they lose and it's like this bloke he doesn't do his subs quick enough he doesn't get his doesn't so, at all. I do I think mean, we, we just like calling <laughs> we just enjoy this it, it, it's nice having someone to blame but I think I, I, I still up until up until Saturday actually the way Moyes was putting us out on the pitch even though he was getting results it just still wasn't. It just didn't look convincing. Um, but it's, it's like you say. You, 
I have been known to call for Moise's head in his first <laughs> second. Um, I, I just didn't know why he was appointed in the first place. But he is getting results. <laughs> his so press conference, didn't he? said, I've, I've been brought back in to win games. That's what yeah, they know goes, I can do. I, do. I win games. <laughs> that's what I do. That's incredible. Yeah. First two games. <laughs> No, no wins at all, and then, and then we had a run of horrible fixtures because Newcastle did us over first time. Yeah. I thought that was, was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Well, it depends if you watched us play Arsenal the next week because we were well <laughs> there. Yeah. We, I thought you played quite well that game. Yeah, you, we, we were, were lucky to win. Finish the chances, and that, that, that's where we let ourselves down. You know, Haller being on the bench for however long, Moyes, Moyes put him on there. He said, "Nope, don't want to change a winning team." And then obviously the Antonio injury comes about and we have to play Haller and he plays pretty well. And we could put Haller in that Moyes bracket because there's flip-flops on him. There are so every many that hate him. But then there's so many that there's that sort of flip-flop relationship with Four Nows as well. You know, why why he still gets played ahead of the Algerian Messi, I do not know. I wish we'd got <laughs> Ben Rama. I really wish we had got him. I, I wish we fucking played the bloke. French, but, a couple yeah. of weeks back, Alex was saying that West Ham fans are harsh on their owner. <laughs> what are you on about? Oh, don't well, shy do away you, now, Alex. You don't. You don't no. have. Uh, you don't. You don't have to talk some shit when you're upset. I don't even <laughs> think I've had a comment on West Ham. The smirk on my chops. I'm as happy as I'm as happy as I can be. Did a tear roll down your face as you said that? (laughs) It didn't, but I did just see um, last time Spurs won a trophy. Mercy by Duffy was number one in the charts. Great song, absolute great song. song. You're going to be begging for mercy. You're going to be begging for mercy by the time Mourinho's through with you. Well, I mean, it's about time. not that I'm counting, but it is 12 years, 283 days, 2 hours, 16 minutes and 50 seconds since Spurs last won a trophy. <laughs> and how long, does it feel, how long does it feel? How long does it feel between now when you won the FA Cup and now, Luke? A long time ago. That, Four months and time. 10 days. It did feel longer than that, though. <laughs> and, um, how far, and how quickly you've fallen. Uh, the p- best person to ask about that is probably for your brother because he's only just come out of hiding. <laughs> I guess the answer, answer, I'm trying to get back, the answer to whether Solskjaer is that bad is he's not that bad, but he's bad. Yeah, I mean, you look where he's come from as well. He didn't really have a great spell of card of getting relegated and then starting off badly and getting sacked. (laughs) You know, he he, he was brought in, I don't want to say in a similar way to Lampard, because Lampard did actually do a job. Um, But it's that nostalgic feel. And he did all right temporarily, and then Ferdinand made a mug of himself on TV. <laughs> that is the so goat good. clip. <laughs> I, I just Every loss that just gets just played is so good. Beautiful. Give him I love when you get like the hand rub is just spectacular. I love when you get a game like uh, Southampton against Burnley, and you get the uh, the thing of him coming out comparing. He's like, look. Don't compare these two people where he's talking about Messi and Ronaldo. Just enjoy them both for what they are and it'll be like <laughs> Chris Wood. <laughs> yeah, and Shea Adams. Let's just stop comparing them. Let's just appreciate them. I, I, do, I do like Shea Adams. Look, nifty player there. If we, should we move any more to say on Solskjaer? No, we'll I think she was doing the topics last night and saw some United fans slating him. And they were just, is he, is he that bad? But 
There we go. We could probably have a bit of a better discussion on this if uh, the other Connor would come on after United lost rather than just every time they win. <laughs> Mayweather versus Logan Paul then. That was announced late last night on Mayweather's Instagram. A lot of stick about this, mainly from uh, the boxing media, I think. Can we really blame Mayweather for taking this fight? Not at all. Easy money, isn't it? It's going to be... It's, it's, a, it's a huge fight in terms of media coverage because of how, how popular <laughs> they are on social media. Mayweather ain't going to have to train. The bloke can even be KSI, who, who again, is not a boxer. <laughs> so it's, it's one of them. He's, he's not going to have to train. He'll turn up. He'll dodge a few jabs and then just outbox him. If he but, don't have to there's a short memory as well with certain boxing fans where I did see a clip of this. I think it's from The Wire where they say the thing about the the thing about the good old days is those were the good old those were the old days. And Muhammad Ali was doing exhibition fights against Japanese kickboxers, just the same as Floyd Mayweather did. So it's not a new thing. It's not a new thing in terms of being a money grab. It, it, it's the equivalent for those of us that work in an office. Us being retired for three years and then having to come out of retirement to get paid a couple hundred million to send a Into slightly a easier email <laughs> yeah. than we would usually have to, have to send. That's, I mean, that's a much more depressing tale. I mean, I've been retired for three years. Yeah. I have to come I, back I, into I the office. I would pay 20 pounds to watch that in an evening. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. It's, it's, it's a payday. And that, at the end of the day, that, that's why they do that job. And if you can do it even easier for what could be even more money, then he's laughing, isn't he? It's well, always think... the people who are paying for it you need to ask. Don't question the guy who's getting paid. Question if you don't like it, question who's buying it. Yeah. Well, I think they've committed a large amount of cash to this, as you'd expect. So what they did yesterday is Floyd announced that essentially the longer you wait to get the pay-per-view, the more money you're paying. And it's not like the thing they used to do where you buy it on the day, it's an extra fiver. But if you buy it now for February, it's 25 quid compared to if you buy it and then it's up to it's 25 quid until they've sold a million. And once they've sold a million, then it goes up to 40 quid and then it goes up to a certain date. Then it's 60 quid. And I think it goes up to like 75 if you buy it on the day. Jesus. So that $75 is actually the standard price for a pay-per-view in America. I always repeat that because it's, it's hard to believe to people that if you don't know that beforehand, it's mental. But, Listen, we, we're only going that way, so look, keep this and remember this for two or three years' time when we're paying the same shit <laughs> to watch AJ beat your bin, man. <laughs> that's all he beats anyway. Because that's yeah, what yeah. we're going towards. 25, it was literally a year ago, it was like 15 quid. So we're going the same way. The worst yeah. thing about these fights is the people that categorically say, well, I won't watch that. And it's like, you definitely will. <laughs> yeah. I think you wrote a whole arsenal on it, TK, about we all love for freak show. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've always confessed to these YouTubers as well. If I actually knew who they were, I would get fully on board of it. I just don't know really who know who Logan Paul is. I just see the occasional interview him about boxing. I want him and his brothers to get their shit pushed in. Hey, I'm, on the, I'm on the I'm on the Jake no Paul hype train. Is. Well, Logan Paul. I'm Team film, Jake yeah, Paul these days. Himself, he? He's not the nicest. Yeah, <laughs> I know you are Ever- Team Jake Paul. Well, ever since he slumped Nate Robinson last weekend and then wore his jersey afterwards, I'm on board with that. Yeah, that that is 
big hit out of levels. That you have to respect that bit. And as I said, I think it was last week. Um, there's a lot of criticism for his opponents, as if we don't have people coming uh, gold medal in the Olympics and then facing bums for their first thirty fights. At least these are of a similar level. Yeah. So we just see them be garbage. Nate Robinson was probably the worst of the garbage kind of uh, pros I've seen there. But hey, this this will be this will be fun as long as Floyd doesn't kind of uh, pansy around him. I hope there's nothing in the contract that he has to not chin him or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and he comes out helmets instead. <laughs> the free show remember this is going to be the local so much bigger than it, that enough people will get on board with. Oh, well, you know he's. Well, he's about forty pounds more than him. He's a lot taller than him. Can he beat him? So, and it will look kind of freakish as well. So, I'm already sick of that we'll... Big Show tweet. It was oh, funny the I'm first time I saw it, <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw it about eight times in a row on my timeline. I I loved that one with Floyd making that little Japanese kickboxer cry. I remember they, 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 they said it was going to start with rising um, at five o'clock in the morning. And it was new. It was New Year's Eve because I remember working from home. And I actually I got up and stuck it on because like, this is going to be brilliant. It didn't start till two o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> but it was still worth that forty seconds or whatever it was. Just, that, just to... it was savage from Floyd because in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't even worth that much money. I think he got paid like five million or something, which to him obviously isn't even huge fucking money. And he's just gone out there just to bully that kid. Well, it was meant to be sooner, and then they literally had to say on the broadcast, I mean, we, the ring walk was meant to be at this point. Floyd hasn't actually left his hotel yet, so... <laughs> Floyd was laughing while he was doing that as well. He was cracking up as he was just beating the life out of this little midget kid with dyed blonde time, hair. The first time you ever seen him as well, he's like, you can tell Floyd doesn't train at all. He just he looks... About twenty pounds heavier than he normally is. He just, well, people tried saying that. that the kid had dived after he's crying in the ring. <laughs> There's always a thing there where they say just pay whoever it is in in the McGregor tension kind of thing. Pay them enough to make it worth kicking him or something if you're going to get your money. Because I don't see what you gain out of it in terms of selling your fighter. This one for Logan Paul. He is going to think, I'm sure, Floyd doesn't hit very hard. I'm just going to be out jabbed or whatever for a couple of rounds. I've no doubt that he's arrogant enough to believe that. Definitely. Definitely. That's going to make it all the better. Yeah, he's going to think it, that he can drop him because he's so heavy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it's just a different level of smoke. When <laughs> yeah. not, it's the, not just him landing on you, but landing anywhere he wants to. Yeah. Dodging, if you take a football to the face, it's bad enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I was going to ask as well, obviously, if the unthinkable happens and Mayweather loses, <laughs> what are you even asking? I'm not, does, does I'm not coming to, back. Does it count towards the um, overall record? It yeah, doesn't, but I don't think it would need to. I don't think that stands too much of a difference. Like, if Floyd lost to Logan Paul, he's lost to Logan Paul. Whether People, you go on box rec and see it on there because you search Floyd's name, and that's going to be one of the first things that comes up. But yeah, Floyd is smart enough because I'm I'm sure he's been offered money to come back and fight your Terence Crawfords, your Errol Spencers, and this kind of thing. And he's not stupid enough to think that he can come back. Yeah, 
well, not that he can't compete with that with them anymore. Just that it's not worth the risk. It, yeah, he doesn't want to come back and risk getting battered. <laughs> and he probably is going to make more money to face Logan Paul oh. than he would to face Errol Spence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> He's going to make a ridiculous amount of money, isn't he? This, I mean, in terms of the numbers, they do. He, it's going to run close to what he did with McGregor. It's, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. For a bloke who, you know, like you said, his his fighting experience is losing, losing to KSI. Yeah. <laughs> and a draw, don't forget that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We'll have some great memes out of it. Hopefully we get some good press conferences. Um, Logan Paul, it does seem the extent of his kind of banter with this is the Floyd can't read, which we heard 10,000... <laughs> McGregor made it funny for like one press conference and then even then in the next couple it was like, come on, we heard you do this now. But it, it'll be great to watch, I'm, I'm sure, for if yeah, you just take it for what it is. I mean, I, I tuned in for KSI Logan Paul when I didn't pay 15 quid or whatever it was for it, but and maybe I will contribute to TMT on this occasion. Give me a stacked undercard. Maybe they will buddy Jack out again. <laughs> <laughs> or just get some of these other YouTubers that maybe y'all have seen before pop up. Just get AJ versus Byron on that undercard. <laughs> he doesn't want this smoke. Byron, I'm Byron, on the A side. Byron doesn't want that work. Alex would have to come up to heavyweight because I'm the A side. You can't, you, you, can't, you can't kick me from the boots. You can't kick me from the group chat once you're in the ring, Byron. <laughs> I wouldn't need to. I'd kick you out of the ring. That's it. No, 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 hiding, no hiding away from trading blows there. Alex, I, I don't think you under, understand quite what a jab I've got. <laughs> <laughs> as I've told you, I don't as, think I've told you Byron, as, I, as I've told you Byron you've got to be able to reach my face to be able to land a jab and right now I've got you ain't getting anywhere near me look Incredible. Larry Holmes wishes he had a jab like me that's all I'll say <laughs> anyway from two boxing greats like Mayweather and myself to some uh, boxing of gifts and Christmas as we close today's show, Connor, we will get your thoughts Jesus. on Christmas. Jack, Alex, TK, as much as I'm sure there will be an urge to jump in if you disagree with uh, any of Connor's takes here, I would ask you to save it for our Christmas special, which will be in two weeks' time. So, Might delay the food category then for, for a hot set. What's <laughs> um, we'll that Christmas songs? Well, it can't be worse than Troy saying Home Alone 4 was the best Home Alone. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll start there, Connor. What's your favourite Christmas film? Right, so, it's it's more of a holiday film rather than Christmas. That's all right, I'm on board with that. Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Okay. I've actually not seen it. Oh, see, it's on my list. I'm working my way through um, a film a night at the moment with the film set at Christmas. So tonight I'm going to be rewatch Iron Man three. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine Die last Hard, night Rocky well, four. Yeah, Die Hard. We, me and TK watched um, for a podcast, and good time to plug it now. I think on the 18th of December, we've got an interview coming with Argyle from Die Hard, which Jack can attest to is. One of the strangest hours of my life. It was brilliant. So we'll have that drop in then. But planes, trains, and automobiles. 
do you have a top three? Any two others yeah. that you could think of? I have written a top four. As oh, give us a top um, four. Miracle on 34th Street is number two. Oh, throwback. Um, number three is Elf, which I think is a bit basic, a bit white girl, but <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Right. Very white. Next, next Friday, we've got Elf against Bad Santa on the Movie Madness pod. Oh, there we are. Topical. You know what I mean? Um, fourth is uh, The Grinch as well, with Jim Carrey. Not this new animated one, which I haven't seen. But, yeah, so that's, that's my top four. Christmas, the best Christmas song for you. Well, let me just flip the page here. Um, so oh, I've, I've also broke this into two categories because you get Christmas songs that are about Christmas, and then you get Christmas songs which aren't really about Christmas. They were just number one at that time. Yeah. Um, but, but for me, it's driving home for Christmas, Chris Rea. <laughs> I'm you know, scarred by that. I'll tell you why. There's, there's a story that goes along with it, right? Every single year that song's played, and every single year my, my old man says the same thing. He always goes, ah. Oh, I absolutely love this song. It just reminds me of Christmas. Reminds me of driving home, Christmas Eve, <laughs> getting home from work and just seeing my kids. And he says that every year. And every single year, my mum calls him out on it. He's never worked Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it happens every time. And I love it. It's, it's, it's a, somewhat of a tradition now. <laughs> yeah, always, always finishes work on like 17th, 18th of December. But always then driving home on Christmas Eve. I think my work are trying to dress me up as Santa again this year. I say again, after I did it at the co-op. <laughs> I'll fit the suit a bit better now. <laughs> Got to be festive, you plan. What's these other, other songs other, uh, Songs then? So Stop the Cavalry is number two in the Christmas songs. And then 2009. Um... <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it was TK because he muted. <laughs> <laughs> I've was that gone, you, TK? Um, yeah, I've just gone great shout to uh, Don't Stop the Cavalry. And something came up on my laptop as well, which was a bad, real bad timing. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> not the pornographic I'm variety, luckily. <laughs> Otherwise, we could, this could be a very different pod. <laughs> uh, yes. So, um, Stop the Cavalry in 2,000 Miles by The Pretenders. Well, I only just started appreciating that last year, but great song. Very good song. Um, Christmas Rapping as well. Also good. But then the ones that aren't really Christmassy is is um, Stay Another Day and yep. Two One. Yeah, incredible. Two Become we One, can... very underrated. What a talk. Well, I say underrated. It was number one, but very good song. Very good song. We also, can credit Sean on our Die Hard podcast. He said that Stay Another Day is the Die Hard of Christmas songs. Exactly. Exactly. The only thing Christmas movie about it is when it was released. And the fact they got Parkers on. That's about it. <laughs> but there is um, there is a, a Scottish musician on Twitter who I, I saw about three, four years ago, I think, um, called Michael M. Physics. And he, he covers Christmas songs, but swaps the lyrics out so it's just the first line of the song. And it's unbelievable. So he's done Slade. And obviously the first line is, are you hanging up your stockings on the wall? And he just repeats oh. that point, but changes the <laughs> tune every single time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's drawn inspiration from that party, kid that does Smash Mouth. Literally, yeah, it's exactly like that. Exactly <laughs> like that. But wonderful Christmas time is beautiful. Just to hear the moon is right in a load of different tunes is yeah, absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> um, what other questions have I got? The best uh, chocolate tin, heroes, your roses, that kind of thing. Oh, um, I'd go heroes personally. 
Only, only for the for the fairly recent edition of the of the Cream Egg Twisted. Um, yeah. Not going for the celebrations, the the classic pick. No, I mean, see, I used to be a massive fan of the Maltese one, but the more I eat it, the more it's just a bit underwhelming now. <laughs> I need more of a sugar rush. Downhill after they got rid of the um, Galaxy Truffle. You are right. Real ones, remember. I am a fan of the Galaxy Caramel, though. I'll, I'll, yep. Well, you know, I, I can tolerate that. I can tolerate Galaxy that. Galaxy Caramels, for me, have got to be refrigerated, though. Any chocolate's got to be refrigerated, Luke. I, I agree there, but particularly I the caramel. I will anyone who disagrees, by the way. I get a lot of stick for putting fridge in the cho- uh, chocolate in the fridge. Fridge in the chocolate. <laughs> fridge in the chocolate. <laughs> I, I've got it. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm more of a, in the UK, room temperature, because it's normally cold enough in oh. this country. But in the country, in the summer, in the summer, in the No, I must admit, next to the ketchup as well, because that's where ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> I must admit, this summer just gone, I did have my chocolate in the fridge then. Gotta be oh, uh, so hot though, wouldn't it? Just fall apart in yeah. your hands. Yeah, I remember going to I remember going to the co-op, and for some reason it was well air conditioned, but the I, the one part of the suit the shop which was not conditioned properly was the chocolate aisle, and I didn't find it. I find it, realise it until I got back from the shop and my treat for the evening and a lovely bar of chocolate was just, it had been melted, set again, melted and oh, set oh, again. Oh, so it, the taste of it was horrible. What, what chocolate bar was it? Uh, it was, a, it was a, I went, I went, uh, I went classy and I went for one of those lint, lint, yeah, salt. You, you deserve it. Yeah, deserve. <laughs> I remember opening my, bag at school once and my skips had actually melted in my bag i didn't know that was possible skips <laughs> skips literally they were mush in my bag what <laughs> yeah legit that's insane. i didn't have i remember today can you remember when um those cadbury's snaps were a thing where they marketed them yeah. saying they were chocolate pringles yeah some some bloke in a, in a meeting has gone look i got a pitch for you here hear me out chocolate pringles <laughs> and all these people that is mental they've just stood up and applauded no <laughs> words just instant applause the what, last... what is it what, what is it um something that's melting uh, like something that melted what did sean put in his bag that melted a chocolate choc- choc- oh. he put a chocolate in his bag and walked to school he put it in his bag got to school and was confused that it melted <laughs> <laughs> Opened his bag and went, Oh, it's melted. I'm gonna have to I'm gone. I'm gonna have to beat myself. Every this is a walk from Long Levens to Churchdown School, by the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <Lord. laughs> <laughs> The last question I had for you: Do you have a standout memory from a Christmas party? Uh, no, I don't really remember them. That's the trouble. <laughs> uh, although I remember two or three years. I ago, probably should have given that one in advance. Yeah, uh, two or three years ago, we went to Ask Italia. We'd all, obviously all started drinking straight from work anyway, um, and it was it was a kid from Parts who, if anyone knows him, over trade, not normally the most intelligent. Um, <laughs> section of the building <laughs> yeah uh, he was he was waiting for so long for the food oh this this story actually gets brilliant i just remembered what actually happens after <laughs> um food took too long to come so he was drinking the wax from the candles 
um, drinking <laughs> olive oil straight from the <laughs> table. All that silly. Part being the intro to the story means this is only going one way. <laughs> but he also he, he was like biting the corners off the menu and eating the cardboard menu. <laughs> yeah, and then we were just plowing in full of drinks constantly. Um, at one point, he got found in the toilets, just next to the toilet on the floor, just out of it. Quite funny. So got urinated on quite a bit. Brought him back <laughs> up to the table. Um, and then the dessert round came. And ev- everyone was like, oh, no, not having dessert. We'll just get some le- limoncello shots. And I, being um, a lover of dessert and tiramisu, ordered a tiramisu <laughs> while everyone got shots. Uh, but they never brought a spoon out. And he was sat next to me and it got brought out on this massive marble plate. And he was like, oh, can I have some? Sort of slurring his words. Um, didn't have a spoon. I was like, well, yeah, but you're going to have to eat it either with your hands or without your hands. So he, so he puts his hands behind his back <laughs> and then hovers his mouth over this tiramisu. His, his manager sat the other side of him and has just smashed his head into the, into the tiramisu. <laughs> the laughter rings around. I was a little bit upset because of my mindset, <laughs> really. Um, but he then picks his face out of this tiramisu. He's got chocolate all around his mouth and half of his tooth's missing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! And this this was this was before I'd had my teeth um, altered, should I say? Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- the pictures that came out of that night. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's more. No, I remember more. Um, so, <laughs> so we're both there. Neither of us have got front teeth, pretty much. And we eventually decide that he's probably had enough. We're all going to carry on, go out in Cheltenham, and we'll uh, we'll get him in a taxi home. <laughs> so we're trying to bundle him into the back of this. Back of, back of this car rather than a taxi because one of the lads took a, took a demo car. We're trying to shove him in. My, my sales manager at the time was a female, right? And she's there going, come on. I'll call him, I'll call him Dave for the sake of the story. <laughs> yeah. um, get in the car, get in the car. And he's so battered. He's 17, uh, no, 18 as well, right? So he, he's pretty young. Good save. And he just... <laughs> <laughs> he just reaches his hand up as she's trying to like force him into the car and just... I can only I can only say sexually assault her. Um, <laughs> I knew there was going to be laughter there, and I knew there shouldn't be. <laughs> Fuck then, yeah! Yeah, exactly. And the following Monday, he's thrown up all over in the back of his car as well. And the following Monday was probably the most awkward day I've ever experienced at work because no one talked about it. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it was quite funny. Is he still? Uh, no, no longer works for the company. No. <laughs> Unsurprising. Nor does she either, to be fair. Um, They've gone off into the sunset together. They've gone off together. <laughs> That's actually like what sparked off the romance. <laughs> <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> We've gone from not having a story from a Christmas party or night <laughs> out to <laughs> that one, like it just slipped your mind. <laughs> that, is, that is an excellent um, one. Whenever I think yeah, but, of these Christmas podcasts, I, I remember Alex giving us the entire Jamie Oliver's menu I was, before I was we got say, to the story. I was, was going to say, are you going to limit me? You're you going to set me a word limit on uh, when you ask me that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get some uh, fresh questions uh, for me to do our Christmas podcast, but I think that just about does us for uh, this week. Next week, we have our 2020 spitballing pod awards ceremony black tie event um connor if you're lucky you could be nominated for best guest of uh, 2020 so uh oh lovely 
I only nothing, shirt nothing just like in case. I only <laughs> <laughs> shirt just in case. Um, we'll have a lot to go into. Will Tim Sherwood retain his uh, Personality of the Year award? <laughs> Next week is the only place you will find that out. So thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod. We'll be back on Friday with a Movie Madness episode on the night before versus Office Christmas Party. See you then. Goodbye.